Welcome to the Drawn to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. My guest today is Scott Beverly. Uh, Scott is the owner and founder of Signature Illumination Designs, a family-owned exterior lighting design firm providing sophisticated lighting solutions for residential, commercial, hospitality, resort properties, and beyond. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining me for an episode of the podcast. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm glad we got to connect. Um, took a little time, but I'm glad we, uh, we were able to get you on and, and yeah. now we're here. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to start off with, uh, is landscape lighting art or is it a science? Um, you know what? I mean, we look at it as a blend of uh, art and science. I mean, we really try to... We try to create uh, views in the landscaping of a home or a commercial property or a hotel or resort where people look at it and they go, man, that, that can't be real. That's got to be some sort of real life photo, you know, Photoshop magic going on because I don't see, you know, where the lights start or where they end. Um, so, I mean, that's, we, we really try to create that, that experience um, out of lighting. And we do that by the science of it. We pick light, utilize light fixtures of different sizes, different wattages, even different color temperatures. And we try to stage the light so that as it gets further away, it gets a little more intense, maybe a little bit wider, a little bit, uh, a little bit brighter. So that, um, it, again, it's an experience. As you're looking out there, you're going, wow, that, that's amazing. So there is a level of, there's a level of, of that artistic take um, while considering the the uh, technical parts of it, right? Um, when it comes to design, yeah. Um, well, why don't you tell us a little? Why don't you tell us a little bit about signature illumination um, designs and uh, you know your services, your, your, some of your typical clients, and uh, some maybe some of the interesting projects that you've uh, that you've worked on in the past, and maybe some projects that um, you know haven't gone so well. I mean, so we are uh, we're a large scale residential, you know, state type. Uh, landscape lighting company and or commercial. Um, you know, we primarily work through landscape architects, landscape designers, landscape contractors, sometimes pool contractors, sometimes custom home builders. We're usually a sub of one of those trades where they bring us in after they've created this very elaborate, very lush landscape environment to overlay lightings, to create a little bit of visual interest, a little bit of safety, a little bit of security. Um, we are a turnkey product. We do everything from pulling the electrical from the panel. We set uh, dimming control modules, uh, zoning panels, and then we run it from there to all the trees, pool areas, decks, steps, um, wherever it needs to go. We create a first. We create a, a plan. We use a, the landscape plan, or if we don't have one, we do a hand drawing of it. We'll overlay all of our lighting. We'll create a really nice conceptual plan. It uh, illustrates. Trees that'll be vertically uplit, or the grounds that'll have the moonlighting, or steps that'll be you know illuminated for safety, and then we present that. We present that to the owner or the contractor that brought us in. Uh, we get approval, and then we go to work. Uh, we purchase all of the equipment. We build it up here in house. Uh, the guys go out there on site. They do all the trenching. They run all the underground electrical and the wires, um, install the fixtures, and then uh, we turn it on. And then when we're done, we do what's called a night set. I get myself and the crews, we get back out there, they get up in the trees at night, we make all the fine tuning adjustments, we dress the shields, where the fixture is aiming, what branches are in front of it, you know, being creating a hot spot that we have to eliminate, uh, any light shining through a window or on a neighbor's property or on a house, and then uh, really kind of tune it out. And then, um, then we're done. 
And then we also provide uh, maintenance for the life of the property. Uh, we come out once a year, we turn everything on, we review lights to make sure they're aiming where they're supposed to be aiming, make sure the squirrels aren't chewing through the wires. Um, I don't care where we put a light, next year there's going to be a branch that's going to grow right in front of the light, make a hot spot, and we'll have to prune that. And so we really try to, cre you know, after we've created that, we really try to maintain the integrity of our design and our look. Uh, we do work, you know, we're kind of blessed to do work all over the country. Uh, it's kind of a unique industry. There's not a lot of companies like us. There's more here in Dallas than other parts of the country, but uh, we're able to work in Miami, the Caribbean, Hawaii, uh, California. Um, we recently did the redid the lighting for the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Um, right now we have three projects going on in Coral Gables in Miami. We're redoing a beautiful resort down in the Bahamas. Uh, we were just asked to do a design for a private island in the Bahamas uh, that's going to have its own uh, self-contained resort on, on its own island. So, But again, we're always a fun function or an extension of the landscape contractor or developer on those kind of projects. There's always, you know, there's always something that goes on a project you kind of got to bob and weave and take care of. One of them, you know, we, we do the entire Dallas Arboretum, all the lighting throughout there and we have for decades. One of the projects we did out there, uh, Dale Chihuly came in and brought in all of his Dale, all of his glass, uh, blown glass exhibit and uh, laid it out throughout the throughout the gardens. We were selected out of, I think there was like 15 different firms that applied to be the lighting contractor for this exhibit. We were selected to do the lighting. Um, we did it. It got turned on and the second night of the exhibit, a hailstorm came through and destroyed everything. And with the with the glass like that, you actually have to place it after the after the the glass installed. You you place the light to make sure it's lit just right. So we ended up pulling everything back out. They cleaned up all the glass, brought in new glass, reinstalled it, and we did it twice. But oh man, well hopefully those are far uh, few and far between, right? Those types of projects. I mean, it's a it's a nice project. It's the circumstances around it, right? Yeah. You mentioned you're based out of Dallas, uh, Texas. Um, you know where you're located. You mentioned there's uh, quite a few uh, lighting firms uh, throughout um, uh, Texas. Uh, how did you get? Uh, how did you decide decide to get started in landscape lighting? And um, maybe kind of talk a little bit about how you started off with Signature and compared how you started to where the company is now, uh, taking on these larger scope and 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 multiple projects throughout um, the U.S. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I when I I wasn't in the lighting industry when I you know two decades ago. Um, I used to, used to run restaurants. I used to work for the uh, Houston's or it's now called the Hillstone Restaurant Group. I was a multi-unit director for them. And then um, I had an opportunity back in 2004 to get out of the restaurant industry, long hours and weekends and all of that. So um, I took it. It was actually becoming the operations officer for a national landscape lighting company. It was the, uh, I mean, we were just kind of blessed to be in the right spot. This company is called John Watson. Um, the, the father, John Watson was the pioneer of the industry. He actually used to create uh, landscape lights out of old milk cartons or milk cans with a bulb in the back of it and put it up in his trees. And then he kind of pioneered the development of mercury vapor lighting, which was the standard for decades. And so I ran that company for about five years, got an opportunity to learn just an incredible amount about not only lighting and, and the installation and the maintenance and, uh, the fine, uh, fine tuning of the, the lighting systems, but um, got to meet some just incredible people in the industry. And then in 2000, uh, 2008, 2009, when the, the economy started to turn, um, I mean, landscape lighting is kind of a luxury item. It's not necessary, not necessary for any project. 
And so um, I started my own firm, um, decided to, you know, take a shot at doing what I was doing, but on my own. And um, to be honest with you, it's been great ever since. We still do the same, you know, moonlighting, the lights coming out of the trees, creating the beautiful lighting on the ground, the uplighting into the tree canopies. But we really try to put, you know, a signature touch on all our new jobs. We do a lot with tape lighting. There's a lot of advances in LED as far as uh, tape lighting or that rope style lighting. We do the undersides of fire pits, undersides of uh, countertops, uh, steps, uh, pool walls, water walls. We do... Um, we do a ton of new uh, pathway lights and step lights. And there's hundreds of manufacturers now creating some really nice contemporary, beautiful finishes, style pathway lights and step lights. And so we try to incorporate those in our projects. And we really want people when they're walking around, you know, either during the day or at dusk and looking at the lighting going, wow, this is gorgeous. And they, they're, they're, they admire it as much as they do the, the landscaping or the house. And so, again, all of those other trades find value in us um, enhancing what they're currently doing by bringing us on board. Um, so this market has, I think I told you, more, more lighting companies than you know, most people because of the, the Watson company. When it kind of started to downsize and separate, it, it spawned a ton of lighting companies. I would say there's probably more landscape lighting in Highland Park and the Park Cities area, which is kind of the concentration of wealth in Dallas than any other city or in any other state. Uh, there was once an article written that says that uh, they call Dallas the uh, Emerald City because as you fly in from Love Field or into Love Field over Highland Park, all those up lights and tree lights really make the canopies all kind of glow like a big green emerald. And it was something that you know you don't see anywhere else in the country. So is your are you working mostly with LED, the low voltage stuff, or um, is it uh, primarily like 120, 240 volt? You know, we do both. We um, for the larger, big, mature oaks and uh, Pecan trees and hardwoods like that, we use still the line voltage, but it's LED. It's just line voltage LED. Um, all of the ornamental trees, the uplighting on the face of a house or uh, pathway lights and step lights, all of that stuff is low voltage. We do work with a variety of color temperatures, um, You know, whether it's a, a warm white for a very traditional house, kind of a traditional look, uh, highlighting the you know earth tones and stuff like that. We, we use the warm white, 2700 Kelvin typically. Um, if you're going to, you know, if you have one of the more, uh, contemporary houses, we go with either something like 3000 K lighting, uh, which is a Kelvin temperature or something even higher. So for us, it's uh, every project is absolutely unique. We don't manufacture or, um, we're not a rep for any particular product line. We work with any of the hundred lines available. What works best for that project, right? Um, you mentioned working with landscape architects. Um, a lot of the times, for me, in my experience, we're developing plant lighting plants that are mostly conceptual in nature, right? They're diagrammatic for for the most part, um, unless we're asked to do a you know a hard set of of landscape plants. Um, working with the landscape architect is that something you you work off of like their um, and I'm assuming it's probably different for each project, but we were, for example, we would probably turn that over to you and say, Hey, uh, can you make this a real lighting plan? Right. <laughs> is that, is that how you typically work or do you just take on the design and, and provide a completed plan, uh, design? No, typically we're working on top of your, your landscape plan. We'll take your landscape plan. We'll overlay which trees are going to be vertically uplit, what areas going to have the moonlighting or downlighting, um, step lights, pathway lights. Uh, we'll then we'll, once the concept or the conceptual plan is approved, then we do a circuiting plan. 
kind of showing which lights are going to be zoned together. So they'll all come on and off together, all be dimmed uh, together. And then from there, uh, we do a, a fixture plan. I'll have a fixture legend. I'll tell you the quantities, the fixture types, the color temperature. We get all of that approved before you order anything. And you'll get that you know schedule of uh, fixtures and equipment. And then we do the installation off of that. Now, if it's a commercial project, we do quite a bit of commercial. Um, a lot of that is more of the science where, you know, we're doing a parking lot or we're doing the facade of a building or right now we're doing a really nice um, wedding event venue. And so we are, we had to create the, essentially a photometric evaluation of the house or of the building and what the foot candles are going to be or any square foot of the area. A lot of that's important for like parking lots, ADA areas, uh, around pool decks. You got to have so many foot candles per square foot. And so that one is a little more, a little more science, a little less art, but um, you know, same concepts. We try to use shielded fixtures. We try to make sure everything is same color temperature, you know, no glare, that kind of a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that's sort of, that's kind of what I was getting at the um, the 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 technical portion because we can we can drop in symbols all day right on our plans, uh, path lights here, up lights here. But when it comes to the photometrics part of it and the actual calcs and and zoning. You know, kind of, we'll always turn it over to um, the electrical engineer, or in this case, a, a lighting uh, um, design firm, uh, a light signature. I, I'm I'm curious. In California, there is a um, dark skies sort of uh, a requirement or rule, right? Uh, sort of a guideline that you need to follow when it comes. Is there anything like that in Texas, or anything that you come across that maybe is a little more um, a little more hardcore as a requirement for when it comes to lighting? There is. That dark sky is is throughout the country. Um, every state has a version of it, and every city will tailor it a little bit more. And then even some developments will say, can't have uplighting on the house, or we don't want, you know, we don't, you got to have two downlights in every tree, but it's got to be shielded fixtures. So we do, we review uh, the requirements for every area before we go into it to work on the designs. There's usually, a, a lot of those are written based on loads. Uh, they want to make sure you're not you know, there's not a whole lot of light pollution, so you're not pointing a bunch of lights up to the sky for no reason, or you know, impacting the migration patterns of some of the birds, especially in Austin. You mentioned Austin earlier; that's they have a huge dark sky compliance, and so. Um, but there's it's usually a certain amount of up lights to down lights, and so we just we make sure our designs are, are within those ranges. Uh, but we do we have to we have to worry about that every day. Yeah. Uh Scott, do you have a, a favorite project that you worked on or anything that you're looking forward to work on or a favorite type of project that you, um, that you like to see come across? You know, it's, it's like any, you know, like everybody else. I, if you can create like a master plan um, and then execute the entire master plan, if somebody says, I like it, just do, do the whole thing, that's great because then it's your vision. A lot of times we'll create a master plan and people say, all right, we're going to phase that. Let's do the front yard or the backyard. Let's do the up lights and then the down lights. And then, you know, so you're doing kind of pieces of it. And But you, you always create the conceptual plan so that end user knows what, at the end of the day, what that whole thing's going to look like. We uh, we did the Coral Sands Resort down in the Bahamas maybe seven years ago. Beautiful. It was kind of, you know, that bachelor in paradise kind of look where in the background, the lighting's great. People can wander around, have a conversation. You can see their faces, but you never see where the light source is. Very soft and subtle. It takes a lot more lights, a lot less, you know, a lot less floodlights, much more smaller, intimate, you know, settings. And so we did that one. It came out great. Um, they've enjoyed it. We got a call again this year that 
they got bought out for the wedding season, especially with, uh, you know, COVID ending. Everybody's out traveling again, doing uh, weddings that they couldn't do, you know, a couple of years ago. And so they asked us to come in. We're going to go out there in a couple of weeks, actually, to redo that entire project. And I can't wait to see. Those trees have all matured over time. And they, you know, they've instilled a ton of new amenities in the property. So same thing. They just want it done first class. They want to make sure it's 100%. So uh, I'm really looking forward to going back out there to that. You know, you, you talked about you're, you're essentially a, a full service design build sort of lighting firm, right? You're you're creating design and implementing the, the construction of it and the maintenance later on. Um, how does are, are you is it your team that's going out to these different uh, you know locations outside of Texas and, and and building or are you coordinating with those contractors on site? How does that work? No. So it, it's. We tried that once, utilizing local talent to implement our designs. And to be honest with you, those guys, you know, local electrician, local electrician doesn't want to get off a ladder, doesn't want to climb 80 feet into a pine tree in Houston and put in a line voltage down light to illuminate an area. So I take all my guys. Um, we currently have four lighting crews and three electrical crews in house that uh, travel the country with me when we do these projects. And so it's just it's much easier. It's much faster. These guys have. Been doing this for for years and years and years. They can take one of my designs. I can kind of walk them through the the thought process and kind of the concepts that we're going for, and they execute it. You know, every time they've done it before, and it's easier for them to get up there and, and start laying stuff out. That light needs to be on the backside of the limb, so the limb kind of can, camouflages the fixture or conceals the fixture. The shield needs to be set set so that the light doesn't go through the window. We're trying to get shadows, you know, on the ground. So as they're climbing down, they're kind of feather pruning the tree on their way out. And then when they get to the ground, it's perfect. We try to get a local electrician to climb up there with his ladder and do that. It's just a disaster. You know, you mentioned you go back out there, uh, obviously, because it's lighting, you're going out there when it's darker. And so you can actually see the lights and the, the effect it has on the landscape to make your adjustments. Um, I'm curious, is there a way or have you heard of anything where it lets you do that during the installation process to see how that light shines on some kind of shielding for uh glasses or anything like that maybe an ar um a device on your phone that can show you the light path do you know what i mean like a darkened version during the day does that make sense that'd be nice i, I do a night set monday through thursday every night every week uh no i mean a lot of it just comes down to experience my guys know if they're we we call it a kneel pattern when they're on the ground uh, on a knee looking up at the light and they can just see the lamp or the bulb uh, under the shield and when they stand up they can't see anymore they know that's where the light's going to cut off and that's where they're going to be on the edge of the street or on the edge of the driveway or on the neighbor's yard um, picking those points so again at night when we get out there it's pretty close we may get up there and do some pruning you know maybe a you know a few adjustments here and there but i would say we're about 95 percent at the end of every project you know at during the day very cool and that just comes with the experience right having just comes experience that. yeah that's hard that's that's very 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 hard i mean that's why those guys are Highly paid electricians that'll climb a 90 foot tree <laughs> with a rope and saddle. We use no tree spikes. We don't use bucket lifts. We don't do, it's all ropes and saddles. And we do, we care a lot about the trees. Um, you know, that's the reason we get to do arboretums all over the country. Uh, all the materials that we use in the trees are stainless steel. So we're not introducing rust into the tree. We don't use, we don't use the straps. So we're not girdling the cambium layer of trees uh, to, you know, to harm the trees. We stand everything off by an inch and a half to allow the tree to grow in girth and not engulf or eat the, the tree bases. Uh, and that's why we also offer maintenance for these systems. We go out there in about you know, five years. Sometimes it's a year with a crepe myrtle. You got to do that every year with a big oak. Every five years or so, that tree will grow and almost touch 
the tree bases and the boxes in the tree. You got to re-stand them off. Uh, some people will let you do that. Some people will say, you know what, it's not worth it to me. And next thing you know, you come back the year later and it's inside the tree. And at that point, you can't do anything with it. You can't cut it out. You'll hurt the tree. So we take a lot of a lot of pride in the fact that nobody's ever called me and said, hey, you killed a tree. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's important as uh, as you know, as Alaska Park take that is placing that tree, it wants to make sure it grows correctly and not get, you know, not introducing things that are going to affect its growth or uh, or damage it in any way. That's that's good to hear. Uh, switching uh, uh, subjects a little bit, uh, Scott, um, getting back to your sort of role at, as a business owner, um, what's maybe some of the most, some of the lessons you've learned in your work in business and, you know, in life in general, um, running your business? You know, I mean, there's two things that I, I really, I, I tell myself every morning when I get up and I go in, you gotta, you gotta have a commitment to quality. Um, and you gotta be, uh, always, you know, do the right thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, karma. You know, I really believe in karma. And so, you know, whether it's, we do something and we do it all the time. We, you know, we'll put a light in and go, man, that's just not right. Or the area we said was, we were going to light really requires another fixture. We put that fixture in and no, no, no additional charge. But, um, and then when we put something in, it's not, I, my guys will never tell you that I told them it's got to be done today or it's got to be done in two hours. Uh, it's all about doing it the best way we possibly can with the greatest care we can, you know, we can. Uh, when you're on one of our projects and you look around, you're not going to see a water bottle. You're not going to see trash on the ground. You're not going to see empty boxes. I've got all my crews in here today. We're building up all the equipment for the next uh, couple of weeks so we can do it in the warehouse. We can keep, consolidate all the trash. We can get everything kind of built up the way we want. We're not doing that in somebody's front yard. And then we go out and we do the work next week. And the other thing, and I tell my wife that every day, I just got to keep moving. Uh, I'm sure, you know, just like you, I, you got a lot of kids, you got to, you just keep moving. You don't stop. At the end of the day, when I come home and I actually sit down and I stop, I'm out. I am, you give me about 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. and I'll be asleep. So <laughs> yeah, running your own business is hard these days. It's, uh, especially in our industry, it's busy. We're actually really busy. The pandemic was kind of had the opposite effect for us. People had to stay home and they were forced to live out of their house and work out of their house and enjoy their house more. So people reinvested in their homes. A lot of them did upgraded landscaping and which turned into upgraded landscape lighting. And that was great for us. So, um, yeah, we are extremely busy these days. We're blessed to be a part of that particular industry. And so, um, yeah, you got to keep moving. Yeah, no, that's a that's definitely good advice and a, a very important lesson to to learn. Um, we will we'll we'll link uh, your website on the show notes. Uh, there are other ways for people to uh, see your work and maybe connect with you directly. We have, uh, of course, we have you know Facebook, um, House, Instagram, LinkedIn. is quite a bit. Uh, we do every every month. We will pick a project that we you know recently completed or you know almost recently completed uh we go out and we shoot video some some photography for it and then we'll write a you know a story a case study on that particular project and about the the project what inspired it who we worked with where it came from what's kind of unique about it um anything that's special for people that are kind of trying to do something a little different than everybody else in you know with lighting so all those can be found on the website under the you know the blogs and then we also post it on all of our social media channels so yeah, it's easy to find find the information on us. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, like I said, we'll include those those links. Um, I've taken a look at your website, and it it really does showcase a lot of your work and how how um, the 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 work that goes into producing those uh, those lighting designs and the the installations themselves. I if anybody out there listening wants to check them out, we'll 
go to the website. It's uh, I'll post a link, and you can see. Um, you mentioned the uh, case studies that you guys do. There's a there's a photo, a lot of pictures of your of your different projects on there that people can get a, a good idea of how you guys work. Um, Scott, thank you again very much for taking the time for the, to join me. Yeah, thank you very much for putting this together. I I really enjoyed it as well. Take care. You too. Thanks, Scott.